this story in our first reading that we heard of, of Abraham having a chat with God um, is a fascinating one. I think it throws up some very interesting questions about how we can or should pray because um, it's amazing how bold Abraham is with God that he can kind of bargain with him. He says, you know, save, would you save the town if there were 50 just men? And God's like, oh yeah, sure, I'll save the town. He's like, oh, what if there were only 45? What if there were only 40? What if there were only 30? What if there were only 20? What if there were only 10? And he like keeps twisting God's arm and he keeps on agreeing. Um, and we can wonder, does God actually change his mind because of this kind of prayer that Abraham puts up? But then if we look at the gospel, Jesus is kind of actually telling us to pray in that sort of persevering, demanding sort of way. So there's something in that. But what I wanted to take from this story with Abraham, though, is the just men that he talks about that are in the city, these 50 just men, or there's even fewer. Because Abraham's argument to try and save the town, his prayer to God, is based upon the fact that the presence of these just men that are in the town. These, these are good people, Lord, and they don't deserve to die, so therefore you should save the whole town. That's, that's kind of the, the way that his argument goes, and that's kind of what God agrees with. You know, I don't want to destroy the lives of the, the good people there, so I won't. And I think I, w- I want to draw a parallel and say that, that the presence of those good people in the town that Abraham's prayer was based on, that was, that was really the reason why the town was going to be saved, is just like our role as Christians in the world. Our role as Christians in the world can, just like those people, um, bring about God's salvation for the world. Now, it is similar in some way, but it's not exactly the same. It's a little bit different in that um, these, the, Abraham's prayer and his, his discussion with God is based on the fact that he says, he says these, are, these are good people who deserve to be saved. And our presence in the world doesn't bring about people's salvation because we're so good that we deserve salvation, that we deserve to be saved and therefore the rest of the world can be saved with us. There's only one person we can say that about and that's Jesus. He comes amongst us in our humanity and he is perfect enough. He is righteous enough, upright enough um, that he deserves to enter into the fullness of life. And in some sense, that's, that's why the rest of humanity is able to receive salvation because of his goodness and his righteousness. So then what does our presence in the world look like if it's not like that? Well, we're amongst the rest of the people in the world and we as Christians know that we need to be saved. As Paul writes in our second reading today, he says that we were all dead. You were dead because you were sinners and he has brought you to life in him. As Christians in the world, we, we know that we need a saviour, we know that we need saving and that we don't deserve it, but the difference is that we have found salvation, we have found the answer to that life, we have discovered that God wants to offer us this life. And that's why we can, we can then go amongst our brothers and sisters and share with them the gift of where we have found life. But the important thing to realize, though, is that this is God's heart for the world. He wants everybody to be saved. God didn't come just to save us who happened to gather on a Sunday morning and give him thanks for it. No, God came 
Jesus came and laid down his life for the salvation of the whole world. And, you know, I probably don't need to point out to you that there's a couple of people in the world who aren't aware of that fact, who haven't heard the good news of the gospel or who haven't recognized the life that Jesus is offering them. And God wants to bring that to them in some way. And this is the mission of the church. This is why God allows us to be the church in the world. This is our mission. This is your mission to bring that good news, to bring that salvation into that circumstance, wherever you are, that town to take Abraham's image, wherever you are. God wants to bring the good news of his salvation. He wants to bring that grace, that life to these people who don't know about it through you and through your presence in the world. This is God's heart to to bring life to his people. He wants to use you to bring that life to those people you live with, those people in your families, those people that you work with, those people that are sitting on the bus or the train um, or who are driving the train or the bus, those people who are next to you in the gym. God wants to bring his life and his salvation to them through your presence. Those people in the supermarket beside you, God wants to bring his life to them through your presence there in the world amongst them. And we can take up this mission with confidence because this is God's heart, if we know God's heart for this. Now, there's a number of different ways in which we can kind of understand how this works. Um, there's, there's really, there's an important part of this process is that we can actually share the gospel explicitly and tell people about Jesus. That's great. I just don't want to really talk about that today um, because what I want to focus on is just how our presence amongst the world can bring that grace because that's powerful as well. Yes, we need to actually share the gospel explicitly, but that's another teaching for another day. One simple way is by just the living out of our Christian lives, by the virtue that we, we live, um, by the, the holiness that, that God has led us into, by the values that we hold, by living out those, those aspects of our life in the world sphere. We're bringing goodness to people. We're bringing truth to people as well. And there's something inherently attractive about that. That's going to inspire people because people, like in our hearts as human beings, we're, we're made for that goodness and that truth and it will attract people in ways that might even surprise them. And if, if we're living out that, that virtue that God calls us to and that, that he, he gives us the grace to be able to live out, we're, we're going to inspire people. We're going to be showing them the truth and the goodness of our humanity in a beautiful way. Another way that this happens is really in our relationships by loving people. If we're actually authentically engaging and loving these people that we're spending our days with, that we're engaging with um, day in, day out, if we're truly loving them, then we're sharing the gospel with them. Love is, is at the essence of what it means to be a Christian. God is love, and, and this new life that God shares with us is a communion in love. So this person might not know Jesus, they might not know the gospel, but if I'm truly loving them, then I'm drawing them into that reality of new life that I've experienced. And I'm drawing them closer to God in some way. There's great power in the way that we can love. Now, 
the kind of grace that God wants to bring and the kind of truth that he wants to reveal might not even be seen by us. God might be bringing about grace in people's lives in ways that we don't see. And that's, that's kind of up to God and we can surrender that to him. Sometimes we might see that, that somebody's life is changing or the, that somebody's rev- um, discovering something of the truth of God, but many times we might not see the healing that's going on in somebody's heart that's coming about through our relationship with them, but we might not know about that. We might not know what kind of evil is being overcome in someone's life just by the light that we're shining in that situation. The, another image that Jesus uses of this is that of yeast. Um, he talks about it in other places in the gospel, and our, our presence in the world is kind of like the yeast in the dough, which you, you can't see the bits. The yeast is just all through the dough. And Christians are all throughout the world. But they're not kind of in particular places, they're just kind of everywhere. You can't see where they are, but because of that presence, the whole dough rises. And because of the, the presence of Christians in the world, God, God brings life to many people in ways that sometimes we see and, and many times we don't. So the question then for us today is how do, how do we cooperate with this? How do we try and help God in this mission Try and take up, take up this call and, and help God to bring grace into these situations that we are and to these people who don't know him. And really the, the first most important point is for us to be the best disciple that we can be, to follow the Lord as closely as we can ourselves. And that means to, to, to grow as disciples, to grow in prayer, to learn more about God and and discover more of who he is and what he's calling us to. That means to grow in, in virtue and to work on our sins and to work on our personal development as well, that, that we can be the best disciple that we can be, um, which also means being the best Cameron that I can be and the best you that, that you can be, because that's who God has made you to be. That's, that's the kind of light that God wants to shine through you. But this also means kind of sharing in God's heart in a particular way. Because as, I, as I've said, God's heart is that every single person would know the life that he's offering them, the, the salvation that he's won for them, that he wants to invite them into. And sometimes we can, we can be a bit apathetic and not really care about this, this Joe Blow who's walking down the street past me or this person that I work with but can't really stand or whatever. But if, if we're drawing closer to God's heart, then... He will be sharing with us his heart for the salvation of the world, his heart for the salvation of this person and this person and every person that we encounter. And then we can join with God, not only in our our efforts of bringing this kindness and goodness and truth and love to these people, but also in prayer. And Jesus says in the gospel today that to to pray with, with demanding perseverance almost, and to ask and to search and to knock at the door. Are we, are we praying for these people that we know who don't know Jesus? Are we praying that they would discover that truth, discover his love and his goodness? Are we praying for the impact that God wants us to have in these situations? You know, Lord, I don't, I don't know what's going on in my workplace, but whatever you want me to do there, I pray that that would have an effect. The other invitation that I can make for you is just that we would actually be out in the world, not hide ourselves away and try and um, hide from, you know, we can be scared 
as Christians of the influences of the world that might kind of um, tear us away from God, or all of that, but God sends us out. He wants us to be in the world amongst his people so that he can be at work there too, so that he can be present through our presence. Now, the great tragedy of this story of Abraham's intercession from our first reading today is if you continue reading to the next chapter, God didn't find any just men in the town and it was destroyed. God wants us to be in the world so that he can bring his love and his grace, so that he can bring the gospel, he can bring the life that he's offering to his people. Just as Jesus came into the world to come close to us and to share with us that good news, to bring grace to us and to invite us to share in the life of God, so Jesus sends us out into the world to bring grace, to bring and to witness to his goodness and his truth and to invite others to draw them into this life and this love that God wants to share with them. Hello, Father Dan here. If this homily has been helpful, there are a few things I'd love for you to do. Firstly, subscribe to this podcast or share this episode with someone who might find it helpful. And consider also helping us to expand our mission and reach out to more people by donating at stbenedicts.com.au forward slash donate, or you can click on the link in the podcast description. Thanks so much for joining us and have a blessed week.